As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on, friends? I uh, just wanted to go ahead and jump ahead of the episode you're about to listen to. We had some unfortunate audio issues kind of plaguing us that we didn't really discover until after the episode had finished recording and we went to edit it. And so unfortunately, it looks like it defaulted to the laptop microphone instead of the one we had hooked up. So we kind of did the best we could to make it as listenable as possible. Again, I do apologize for kind of messing this one up, but it should be fixed for the next one. And thank you guys for sticking around. Also, just as a note, there are some light Undertale spoilers in the first half of the episode, so be aware of that. Thanks, and have a great day, guys. Good morning, friends. You're tuned into episode 91 of Gamer Heroes, the weekly show where we talk about news, reviews, and anything else happening in games today. My name is Cam Koenig. With me, as always, is my boy, Thomas Egan. Yeah, boy, boy. How are you doing, Thomas? I'm great. Good. Good talk. I'm, I'm great on this rainy day, man. The weather is junk. I didn't it's bring a jacket. It's been terrible lately. I didn't bring a jacket, and today is the jacketiest of weather. Yeah, no, it's, uh, as of today's, what, May 20th, 520 Blaze It, uh, the weather in the Pretty much just the entire plains central part of the country has just been cold, wet. Yeah, and like a lot of severe storms popping up. Like there was like a few, I think maybe an hour or so ago, there was like a tornado system that popped up like near my hometown, which was super cool. Oh, I think really? like yeah, like Pittsburgh. Yeah. But I think everyone's okay, so that's really good. I haven't looked into it too much because it would just hurt my heart to know it. Yeah, but uh, I have everyone's a okay. Who's down in Oklahoma, and she made a joke today that like. The weathermen are like, hey, there are going to be some tornadoes, and then there are some tornadoes, and then people she knows are like, well, there wasn't a tornado literally in my front yard, so the weathermen don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, that's all right. And she's all like, right. wait a minute, you, you can't, <laughs> this isn't how this works. Uh, but no, I was thinking about that uh, when I was walking around today, because mm -hmm. the past couple weeks, my allergies, well, part of the reason we uh, have been off schedule the past couple weeks is I had a 
terrible sore throat mm -hmm. and I should have taken a day off work. I didn't. And it took me a long time to recover. Yeah. And then I got our friend sick. I got mm -hmm. Jimmy from challenge mode sick, yeah. even though I was specifically trying not to, mm -hmm. but you know, yeah. between that and like, I've had issues. I just moved into a new place. So if it sounds a little bit different, just move recording spaces. So bear with us. But, mm -hmm. And you know, the rain. Yeah. You know, we cannot, you will probably hear some rain. It's just yeah. some nice, nice soothing podcasts. Some nice right. ASMR for you. I do. I told, I've said it before that I use the rainy mood app uh on my phone that just plays rain sounds and you can control the thunder and the sound of birds and the volume of the rain and all this well stuff. now we're providing that to our listeners free of charge Man. this is a high value podcast well right hey here. plug 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 this is where you donate to us using uh coffee k-o-f-i and whatever our thing is on patreon yeah heroes podcasts yes on patreon give us money <laughs> so look can... at all the services we're providing yeah well uh, we will we will edit in fake rain noises for you. We won't actually do that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But you should give us money anyway. Hey, Thomas, what you been playing? Uh, dude, I've been playing um, Hearthstone, you know, on my breaks and stuff, mm -hmm. which is nice. I just like playing cash. Uh, but at Strictly Casual at the Weekly this week, uh, or last week, I guess, I played Undertale. I was kind of just having a bad day for a bunch of reasons, and I didn't really want to play a bunch of multiplayer like I usually do there. And instead, I wanted some comfort food, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I have beaten Undertale once already and absolutely loved it. But when you get to the end of that game, it reveals to you that you kind of have been making choices throughout this game, whether you knew it or not, and you get an ending based on those choices. So I wanted to play again so that I could see one of the other endings. So there are basically three endings, mm -hmm. you know, a neutral, a good, and a bad, more or less. And there's a lot of little ways that that stuff can change. And I might go YouTube some of the little changes on like the neutral run. Uh, but it basically comes down to, did you hurt everybody or did you help everybody? And uh, like I said, the first time you're playing through, it's not totally obvious that you're, that you even have options. It, the first time I played, I, I didn't realize I had a choice on anything. I thought I had one option and I did what I thought I could. Uh, so you get to the end of that first run and it's like, Hey, you can go back and you can be nice to everybody. And I was like, Oh man, Oh yeah, I want that. I'm I want that nice for sure. People. And because uh, the game is so, it's so charming. It's it's funny. It's got a great soundtrack. Just these characters are goofy as hell. Um, and yeah, it just at every turn makes you rethink what it what it has going on. Uh, because the whole thing was made by one guy, and he has played a lot of video games, and he knows that you've probably played a lot of video games. And when you come to the to the table he can throw jokes at you that are based on like game design. Like mm -hmm. the, the way that things happen are a joke because usually video games work this way. And instead he's going to turn that on its head and do other things with it. So went back to play this nice run and I had gotten, I don't know, two, two thirds, something like that through my second run. The game's only like six hours long. So I'm like, oh, okay. maybe a tiny bit longer than that. Yeah. That's not too bad. It's not bad at all. Uh, so when I went through my second playthrough, I got like two-thirds of the way through, and pretty much everything was the same. I was able to save people that I didn't save the first time. Um, I mean, spoilers, I guess. But uh, I did that, and that stuff was cool to see how that changed the game as I went. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, oh my gosh, I get to hear all these extra jokes because I didn't kill you, you know? And it was great. And so I went through, and I was like, all right, well, the reason I set it down was because I wasn't seeing that much new stuff. So I, you know, it was easy to just set it down and play something else. Well, this past week I told myself, I'm going to sit down tonight and I'm going to try to plug through this. I'm going to try to beat it tonight. Well, I did end up beating it, but 
I got almost all the way to the very last boss. I mean, basically walking up to the final boss, and I was like, man, I just really thought this would... I mean, I had fun, but I thought this was going to be different. Mm -hmm. And right before the boss, uh, somebody calls you on your cell phone, <laughs> somebody who I killed the first time around, and they're like, hey, come, come talk to me. I got something for you. And what happens is a long chain of very interesting events that reveals this whole extra branch of story that's that really cool was going on in the background the first time you played but you didn't see it because you know you're this person wasn't alive to tell you about it that's pretty cool it's super cool and some crazy stuff it's so sad oh there's just some crazy stuff in there uh but you get through that and i so i streamed the whole thing actually it's on it's still right now available on our ggkc um twitch it'll be up there for like 14 days i'm probably not gonna upload it to youtube or whatever but uh, I did that, and it's funny, uh, Lizzie was watching me play. Mm -hmm. She didn't tell me at the time, but I knew she was probably watching because I had, like, two consistent viewers, and I was like, I bet one of those people is my girlfriend. Yeah. So sure enough, she stuck with me as long as, as she could, but after a while, you know, I mean, what I thought was going to be about two and a half hours of game ended up being, like, five and a half hours of game. So, you know, that was a whole extra two hours of content that I wasn't planning for. Well, she went to bed. I finished playing like 1230 at night. Oh my God. I was still out at local legends. Like really? I wasn't even at my house. Uh, <laughs> Abdul's like, please go home. Oh, I want to go to bed. Dude, he doesn't do that because he gives us the keys to lock up. He's oh, like, Oh, okay. Guys, well, never mind. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you guys do whatever you want. Just like <laughs> lock the door behind you. Uh, so what was cool is I enjoyed the ending of that game so much that the whole final boss fight only the first like five seconds of it were the same as the last time. That's cool. And then it's dramatically different for, for the whole rest of time. I mean, it's, it's a long encounter, I guess. So I always, I'm, I'm, I'm always stuck on this weird thing with Undertale. Like I have it installed on my Switch. I have played maybe mm, at this point, like four hours of it. Mm -hmm. It is, I desperately want to love that game. And I'm trying really hard to like stay engaged with it. You're you're practically you've, you're practically through it. Just beat it. Just I know. Go and, through and, and beat it. And the problem I always run into is I just have other stuff that's like, oh, I want to play this a little bit more, so I'm going to do that. Mm. Like I've been playing a fuckload of Stardew Valley. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so isn't you set that me thing? on that path, right? You you get in there and you're you like, asshole. I just don't know about this game, and then you get over that little hump and you're like, gimme 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 gimme. Here's, here's the weird thing about it. So. Uh, I went and picked up Stardew on my Switch, because I always kind of guessed that the problem I had with Stardew Valley grabbing me in the first place on the PS4 was the fact that I had to be sitting down on my couch in front of my PS4 to actually play it. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, if I had Undertale on the go, I would have beaten that ages ago. So, so you're not playing it on Switch? No. So I'm I have Undertale on, on Switch also, and it's well, just so not, I, it's not grabbing me. I'm you know? playing it on PS4. Mm -hmm. So my issue, if I, if I was able to play it like over my lunch break... I would have beaten that ages ago. Yeah. Or like I sit in my car after work mm -hmm. a lot and just like chill. Mm -hmm. You know, I scroll through my Facebook feed and check out new music on Spotify and stuff. If I had my if I had my Switch with me, I, I should start doing this. Oh my gosh, that's like at least thirty minutes a day that I would be gaming. Where right now I'm just like chilling, mm -hmm. doing nothing. Um, oh man, Cammy have inspired me. I suddenly have more time <laughs> to play video games. Yeah. So I I was really surprised with how quickly Stardew grabbed me this time around. Um, I expected, like, everybody always says, like, get through the first, like, week or, like, 10 days or, like, that, like, short little burst of, like, time or whatever. It's like, mm -hmm. that wasn't, like, the... Because I'm assuming everybody just kind of means 
hey, harvest your first crops and plant more and just kind of like meet some of the townspeople. Like, I feel like that is mm-hmm. that game's hook. And I was weirdly surprised at the fact that I fired that thing up on the switch, made my character, made my farm, saw the opening cutscene, planted my first stuff, started chopping down like trees on my farm. And immediately I'm just like, oh, I'm going fucking all the way with this. <laughs> and I don't really kind of understand why. Like mm-hmm. it just kind of grabbed me with the most mundane bullshit. But I think that's where that game kind of shines. Like, yeah, it's mundane bullshit, but in a fun, like easily digestible, very chill package. Yeah. Because uh, I've also been like kind of tiptoeing back in a little bit to the Division 2 a little bit. I've said a little bit a lot. I'm kind of tired, everybody. Hey. <laughs> uh, I've been tiptoeing back to the Division 2 a little bit. And it is... it It's kind of nice to play a game where you expect... And this is me talking about Stardew in comparison to Division 2. It's nice to play a game where you expect, or you're like conditioned as a gamer to... All right, things are kind of calm now, but shit is going to ramp up and shit's going to hit the fan. Things are going to get wild, and I'm just really getting the vibe of this game. It's like, just do whatever you want to do. Just relax, hang out. Yeah. It's just kind of nice. Just go live your small town, just like your farm in in the valley. Like, you're just going to go hang out, meet some cool people. Maybe you're going to get married, you know, whatever. Like, it, I really That's the one thing I barely touched. I've, like, I think I told you this before. I gave a bunch of blueberries to Linus, the Mm -hmm. homeless guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And everybody else, I'm like, yeah, you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I started playing, and me, my girlfriend Amy, and our friend Laura, we started up a farm together. And so we've just been, like, playing that here and there. And they are both so incredibly excited to see who I declare is, quote, best girl. Uh, Because they have both spent probably hundreds of hours between the two of them, like, playing that game. And, Mm -hmm. like, I tried it. Whenever I moved up here and, like, met them and started, well, I've known more for a while, but whenever they would always talk about, I played this game forever, Cam, you should play this game, you'll love it, and then I just, like, immediately bounced off of it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, ah, but I'm, I'm, I am absolutely here now, and I think it might have just been the desperation of, I want to love this game a whole lot, and Animal Crossing is coming out this year, and I don't think I can do both at the same time. Yeah. So, like, that yeah. desperation might just be driving me forward, mm-hmm. but the desperation is not keeping me with Undertale. I don't really understand it. Uh, well, I mean, those are totally, two totally different games, though. Sure, sure. Uh, and Undertale, part of it is that you don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. pretty much ever. Yeah, I, I feel like... like there's, there's a direction, like, a direction in the sense of, like, you know, always go right, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, where yeah. you're like, okay, well, I'll just go to the place I haven't been yet, mm-hmm. and if you keep going that way, stuff will happen. But overall, like, the way that it gives you the story is such as drip feed through jokes mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that it's not, like, pressuring you to move along. And actually, one of the funny things about that game is uh, the game asks you explicitly several times, it's just like, hey, do you, are you trying to escape here? Or, like, you know... What are you doing? And, it's just, and your character doesn't talk. I think you can make a couple decisions, you know, but uh, the idea of, like, I, I beat the game through the second time, and at the end, you you do all the things. So it's like the perfect ending, more or less. And uh, the this character says, all right, well, we escaped, basically. We broke the barrier between the human and, and monster world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, are, are you, what do you want to do? And you have the options to, like, I'll go home or I'll stay here. And I was like, uh, I'll stay here. And she's like, Oh, well, you know, this would have saved a lot of trouble if you made up your mind a while ago, <laughs> but I'm glad that you did. 
That's awesome. Yeah, so that's funny. Yeah, I, I, I might, I say I might go back to Undertale, but I mean, fuck, am I kidding? I probably won't. But I mean, I feel like every time we talk about it, I'm just like, oh, I should really get another it's shot, you cool. know? And it clearly worked for Stardew, but. Uh, uh, well, it's cool. So what I did was, uh, you know, Lizzie didn't stick to the whole thing because she had to sleep like a normal human. Yeah, you know, as you do. As you do. So when we hung out this past weekend, uh, when we, you know, when we were up doing morning stuff, I popped on the stream again. So she got to actually watch my playthrough. And I wasn't playing with the mic anyway. So, no. uh, you know, it's not like she had to really pay like, close attention to it. One of the rare Let's Plays without commentary. Yeah. <laughs> That everybody's always looking for on YouTube. Right. They just can't ever find. Yeah, I saw I saw a headline. Or it was like, uh, edgy gamer decides to just play in six oh, or Super man. Mario sixty four without, like without uh, what's it called? Streaming. Yeah, yeah. Something. It's like without commentary. It's like without speed running it or like oh, hacking okay. it or just, anything. He's just gonna do a casual playthrough. He's like, just... I'm gonna be the first person to to just play it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, so that stuff is cool. I was really happy to have beaten that game the second time. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like getting a nice warm hug from my, my video game butts. It's always nice. Uh, it really was nice, though. It was exactly what I needed on a bad day. So I did that. Uh, there's a third playthrough I can do where I just kill everybody. And, oh, man, I don't want to do it, but there's... But, but like, you want to do it? But I want to do it because there's so much great stuff that I found in the second playthrough, that, like, extra tracks that I've heard on the album, like, when I listened on Spotify, mm -hmm. but I was never able to see them in the game. Well, man, I got to listen to some baller tracks, uh, and I got to hear just a bunch of character stuff that I'm very glad I got to see. Uh, so this time, I'm going to kill everybody and uh, see what that does. And uh, Cool, great. With great a heavy heart. Murdering. Man, I... you enjoy your murders. Oh, I, I am actually not looking forward to that <laughs> in a weird way, but I'm going to do it. So, yeah. Uh, if I'm dead inside next week, that's I'll, I'll keep that in mind. If you just like come in to record, you're just like bawling your uh, eyes out. Yeah, I've got the thousand yard happened. stare. Yeah, <laughs> just Thomas, are you okay? I've seen some shit. No, I'm not okay. Uh, I guess really the only thing else I've been playing is like I hopped on Tetris 99 because this past past weekend they did a cool like event thing. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where if you got, like, 100 points in, like, the event thing they're doing, where if you, like, win a match, you just get 100 points and you just, like, get the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a fucking dope-ass Game Boy Tetris skin that, like, plays the music and has the sound effects and Doesn't everything. Doesn't have, like, the green color? Yes. And everything? I, I it's saw It's so fucking cool. I'll have to show it to you after we're done recording. It's really rad. That's and cool. And they also added, uh, like, a $10 DLC that is, it lets you play it offline, which is cool. So you can just, like, oh. buy that game, and you don't even need a Nintendo online subscription to purchase that. Ooh, are you playing against a 99 AI? Yes, actually. You're playing oh. against 98, 98 CPU, or you can just do a marathon mode and just fucking play Tetris, which also appeals to me on a pretty good <laughs> That's level. funny that you're paying $10 for DLC sure. to and play. Like, there's totally the better single-player Tetris games out there, but, like... Like it's Tetris. It's, like, it's basically like, in my opinion, like there's Tetris DS, which is fucking incredible. But I don't want to mm-hmm. carry a DS around. I can't bring my PS4 with me to play Tetris Effect other places, you know. Dude, I, but, I wish that I had access to like it's like Tetris World or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. Tetris, Tetris Puzzle? I don't know. It's for Game Boy Color, and I think it was Color, but it's a Game Boy game, and uh, you had puzzles in it. Where I think I told you about this before, so sorry if I'm a broken record here, but you would have specific blocks that are built in a way that's supposed to be a pattern you know it's usually supposed to look like something mm-hmm. uh and you need to break the blocks and get this dude who walks across the top of the blocks you need to get him all the way to the very bottom oh shit are you talking about tetris plus maybe because i played that game a whole lot as a kid dude and i, I played it, it so and much i never met another person who's played it before. hey, hey. That was a good high five. That was a good high five. at home. Fuck yeah, Tetris Plus. All right. Yeah, that game's sweet. Yeah, that game rules. That's, that's my favorite Tetris game. Really? Yeah. It's a weird Tetris game. Yeah, it's pretty weird. But it's, got, you, it's like it's this got, dude with a little, like, explorer. Music, uh-huh. yeah, with his hat, with Safari yeah, hat. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, man. You're fuck the only other person oh, I know. God, I love that game. That. Okay. All right. Ah, that's exciting. We just bonded. It was great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else you've been playing other than just streaming some Undertale? Uh, I don't know. I booted up Apex and played five games in a row that had levers. That was not fun. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that, that, that was, really sucks. That actually. was quite bad. Yeah, that's uh, awful. Sometimes it was right when the game started before you even hit the ground. Other times, like there were two games in a row where I, you know, we hit the ground, we fought a team, and I say like, either I went down, got revived, and then my buddy went down, or we all just dropped and one of my buddies went down. Both both times. I ended up winning the fight, or one way or another saved us, mm-hmm. right? And I go to revive my buddy, and I'm like, wait, what's happening? Oh, they quit. And so, like, I did all this work to save them. So they them. just, like, went down they, and then just quit? They went down, that watched sucks. me watched that me win the really fight, sucks. and then left the game. And it's just like, that, okay, oh, that awesome. makes no sense if they know that you are literally right there and right. won the fight. And I'm carrying them. Like, I'm the one who succeeded. That's Stick with annoying. me. Dude, it's a pain in the butt. Uh, so that was really discouraging. Um, on the other hand, it seems like Apex has fixed a lot of their sound issues, which... Uh, yeah, I saw they put out a... I don't know if the patch is out, or, like, just I saw the patch notes for, like, this big performance patch came out today. Yeah, I think it, I think it went live today, but today yeah, being I read those patches. May 20th when we record. Yeah, Monday. It goes live two days later. But. Uh, yeah, so it was nice, because the character select music is 
overwhelmingly loud. You can't talk over. Oh, did they finally turn that down? They just oh, now. Thank God. They okay. just now did that. Awesome. <laughs> so that's great. Uh, they clipped a lot of the or fixed a lot of the issues according according to the patch. I mean, I guess we'll see. Or according to the notes, where you'll hit the ground and guns just won't make sound. And, you know, for a little while, things just won't make the sounds they're supposed to make. Huh. And those went hand in hand with the issues where you'd hit the ground and everything would be moving in slow motion. Oh, okay. I did experience that. Yeah. Like, so was that was just tied. I thought that was tied to like that's just too many players on there or something. Or? I have no idea, but I know that those those issues uh, existed independently. Oh. So just because okay. you fixed one, didn't fix the other. So they they fixed the loud menu music when you start the game because seriously, you can't even talk. It's really bad. It was so it was bad. Really bad. Uh, and it's it's weird that it took them this long to fix it mm-hmm. because you know as an armchair developer it seems like you just turn the slider down you'd be like yo and, and that's what they did they said they just turned the master volume down for that mm-hmm. sequence but it's like that took so long but I don't know anything about game development sure. so I can't sure. you know I'm not that mad uh, they did that and then they made enemy footsteps louder which okay all right Could my... be, yeah I straight up couldn't hear it. I mean, the times that I played with headphones in it was straight up impossible to hear it I you know I experienced the same thing when I picked up Titanfall two there for a little bit somebody would run right up next to me there were no footstep sounds and I'm just dead and I'm like wow glad I'm wearing headphones and that, uh, Apex isn't as bad as Titanfall for footsteps but there were problems where I'd be in a house especially if there was gunfight or gunfighting anywhere nearby. Footsteps just quit mattering. So they even specifically said that the footstep sound will take priority to uh, a lot of other sounds, so that even in a loud gunplay situation, you'll still be able to hear okay. those footsteps. All right. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool, because those are all very specific things that I have had problems with, and I didn't see anything on that list that I didn't re- personally remember as an issue. So uh, that was fun. And they fixed a, a glitch where when you respawn, sometimes the sound of a fully automatic weapon, like your, your heavy uh, light machine gun, mm-hmm. sometimes you would respawn and it would just sound like that. What? For the rest of the game. What? There would just be like... Oh, God. Forever. Oh, my God. It was bad. What the hell? That happened to me a couple times. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's a lot I of would sound. quit. Like, if that were the case. Well, it's kind of funny it. at that point. It well, is funny, you but... You can't. I, well, I mean, what do you mute the TV? I, I, I'd probably just mute the TV, honestly. No, I'd just laugh it off. and probably going to die soon anyway. Yeah. That'd be funny if, like, your character was creating the sound, so you just walked <laughs> around as, like, a walking siren. Just shoot me, shoot me. Dude, there was one game, when I walk around there, you know, it's usually quite intense, mm-hmm. and as soon as you start shooting, someone's nearby. Like, it's the moment you start picking a fight with somebody, you better be ready for someone else to roll up on you. Uh, I usually roll around operating under that pretense, right? If I start shooting... There's probably somebody nearby. Even mm-hmm. if I can't see them, they'll show up, right? Right. Well, there was one game. Both of my teammates left. They were at the beginning. I think they were in a party together. They backed out. Well, fortunately, it was like right at the beginning. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to do this. So I run around. You know, I, I see some fighting, but I'm like, nah, I'm just going to run. Maybe I can get to the end and then get lucky, right? Because sometimes all you have to do is just make it to the end of the game. And who knows? Maybe the other last team fighting or last team standing is also one person mm-hmm. so it's actually a one-on-one instead of a one-on-three but anyway i picked up some weapons and i was trying to be serious about it and i was like you know what i, I wonder if i start shooting now i wonder how long it'll take enemies to get to me so i just started shoot so i started like you know i had a semi-automatic gun so i just started pulling the trigger making i think i did like mm-hmm. jingle bells or something right 
Ooh. It is really coming down out there. That is really coming down. All right. Well, we'll see what we can edit out, but <laughs> we might we, we might have some lovely ASMR noises here with us. We so. might. Uh, so so I was trying to be serious for a little bit, and then I just decided. I'm going to start using my semi-automatic weapon. I'm going to play Jingle Bells with it. Oh my god, really? Yeah, and so I did that, and so I started doing that. And, you know, I expected people to show up in, like, 20 seconds or something. Mm-hmm. And it was at least a full minute of me on top of this Seriously? cliff, just, like, shooting everywhere. Did somebody finally come and just, like, shut the fuck up and just, they like, did. shot you off? Well, they okay. got in my face, and, and I was like, I, they started shooting me, and I kept dancing around, like, clearly not yeah. trying to fight. And so, like, the one dude quit. Like, he came up and just, he just started, like, started dancing. He started, awesome. started doing the little dance with me. But then his buddy came up and killed me. And I'm like, oh, man. Man. Oh, well, at least, yeah, at least I that guy. But it was funny because as soon as as soon as soon they did that, the guy who was dancing with me, oh, he got killed so fast by another <laughs> team. So that was funny to see everybody converge so on So that him. other guy, he's a real winner. He is a real he winner. He is a real winner. But what? A winner. Winner. Uh, what I did get from that, though, is I had always been operating under the pretense of, oh, if I shoot, I'm immediately going to get jumped on by enemies. And since then, I... Yeah, I clearly, that ain't the fucking Yeah, I case. just screw around a lot more because I'm like, it doesn't matter if anybody hears me. They're not coming. Yeah. And if they do, I'll see them. Yeah, you know, right. Like at the high ground. Right. <laughs> so that, I've kind of had more fun with that, especially with those games, you know, this weekend where people just left. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, well, here goes nothing. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to be crazy. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I still like the game. I just wish that that wasn't so terrible. I was in a game with uh, these two dudes. and Well, I was in a game with two people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can tell someone has a mic plugged in whether or not they're using it. You know, so if I just have my mic plugged in and I'm just using my headphones, it still shows, hey, you've got a mic. Uh, well, the other two guys didn't, and I was like, whatever. Well, they were not communicating with me with pings. They weren't, you know, they were just doing their own thing the whole time. And one of them dies, and I go into the house where he had died, and so there was his box, you know, his loot box, and another guy's loot box, and I loot the other guy's loot box, and suddenly this guy jumps on chat, Mm -hmm. and I've been talking on my mic for a while, but I can't tell if they can hear me. The guy jumps on chat, and he starts screaming at me for looting his box, and I'm like, bro, I didn't even loot your box, and why did you just now get a microphone only to yell at me? Like, you didn't have one when we were, you know, playing nice, but now you've got one because you're mad, and I was like... Okay, bye. Yeah. And left that match. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to help you win this game. But, ah, oh. so I, it's just, yeah, I'm getting Overwatch syndrome now where, where I'm like, I really like this game, but the community is driving me away. So I, I just weird. Don't just, I mean, I guess Overwatch to some extent also kind of started out like relatively positive, but as like the people who are just there to just play and enjoy and have a good time and, like, you get more of the kind of diehard community sticking around. Not mm-hmm. excusing their behavior at all, but, like, assholes are well, more than likely going to shine through. It's, and that's well, it's that, and you get, at, at a certain point, I mean, there was a clear turning point in Overwatch where people started making Smurf accounts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd, you know, Lizzie made an account, and she has, like, you know, she's level 10, so she's getting matched with other level 10s. Well, you're playing, all of a sudden, you get sniped in the head by a Widowmaker, and you, you look at the end stats, and, and she has, like, five times the kills of anybody else in the match, you know? It's like, oh, this Widowmaker has 80% of the kills, sure. you know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, boy, this is fun. I'm glad this, like, really high-level player just made a new character just so they could whoop on a bunch of new people. Yeah, I absolutely hate that shit. Dude, uh, I, I remember hate- there was, back whenever I played a whole lot of Halo, I think there was... It was around Christmas or something, or it might have it might have even been Titanfall, but there was somebody who like posted on it was either a forum or like the subreddit or something, 
and they're like, oh, hey, well, who's ready to farm some noobs? And everybody else was just like, hey, get the fuck out of here with that <laughs> shit. Please, like, no. No, like, help out new players. Yeah. That's how communities thrive. If people, like, if their first exposure to a game is they hop in and immediately get killed, they're probably not coming back. Or Dude, that's how the fighting game community is. Every time a new game comes out, they're like, all right, boys, we got to keep up tradition and absolutely crush anybody who's new. That's so, that is really frustrating. And then, like, a lot of those people are sometimes the same people who wonder why their communities are just falling apart. And it's because they <laughs> are just really hostile. Back? Right, they're so hostile to new players, and that's fucking ridiculous. It's just, it's, it's just another form of gatekeeping in a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's that awful. stuff stinks. All right, well, I'm riled up now, so let's take a break, uh, <laughs> and we'll come back and talk about some news and something else. I don't know. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. This is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. Hey, welcome back. Uh, so video game news happened, as it usually does, specifically in the sense of one Mario Mario. You may have heard of him. Mm. The Super Variety and his, his, his construction business. Ah. Uh, he's an electrician. Yeah, no. Uh, he's Super Mario he's Maker. I, I'm done with this joke. Super <laughs> Mario Maker 2. Uh, they had a pretty detailed, like, 15-minute direct, uh, I think, <laughs> at some point last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it. I thought it was great. I was very much on the, like, I was on the fence for buying it. Like, I completely missed Mario Maker 1 because it was on the Wii U. I missed the 3DS version because I heard it was bad. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, my only experience with Super Mario Maker has been vicariously through Super right. Mario Maker 1. Yeah, I, I watched like a lot of Giant Bomb stuff. I've watched, yep. I've watched since they announced Mario Maker 2, actually, I have been checking out the Super Mario Maker subset on Twitch, like that category, and it's fucking great. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, a lot of just people just want to hang out and play cool Mario levels, and I'm very into that. Yeah, uh, you know, when I play Duck Game, and mm-hmm. maybe Speedrunners is like this, but I know Duck Game has an option, or at least it did on Steam, I haven't played in a little bit, where uh, you can make your own custom game, uh, custom maps, right? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of maps in Duck Game, but if people had all the tools, like all the different things that are in there, if you're able to make your own, honestly, I'm less interested in personally making my own, but if I was able to just go on a playlist through like curated ones... So I, I am the exact same way. Uh, I am not really creative in the sense of I want to like make cool levels and show off and like figure out what this tech can do, you know, but I really, really like seeing the cool things that other people make and like showing Mm -hmm. that to people. And Mm -hmm. also just like this level is like kind of hard, but also not complete bullshit. And I want to just try to get through it. Mario's just fun. Right. Well, people have done so many clever things with the tool set that Mm -hmm. is available in that game. Of course, you've got the ones that are, absolutely bananas that it looks like you had to have a computer beat it because how could anybody possibly <laughs> execute yeah, these tools that's run there yeah so those those are like novel to watch but i'm less interested in those but just to see it real unconventional ways that people found 
you know, it's the same mm-hmm. idea that like in Minecraft, people can build a calculator or a working computer, right? It's to, it's to see people use a set of tools in the most clever way possible. Right, like people are building like pianos in Fortnite Creative and like yeah. writing songs based on like running and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking at this recap of the direct pulled from VG247. Uh, one Alex Donaldson wrote up a recap. You should go check it out. Give him a click. Uh, there's a whole lot in this game. Uh, more than I kind of expected. I felt like it was going to be just kind of more of the same, but it seems like they've listened to the criticisms of what was missing or just what didn't quite work in the first like big one for the Wii U, and they've really kind of tuned that stuff in. So first of all, there's a single-player story mode with uh, like 100 Nintendo-made levels and new music composed by uh, Koji Kondo, who is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but he's like the Mario composer, which is awesome. I'm Dope. super into that. Uh, so, yeah. So this is basically a it's essentially Super Mario like, game. Yeah, you, you can totally just pay $60 for this to just play a brand new. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mario game. Which, at that point, I'm like, yeah, sure, totally. Like, yeah, they're Nintendo crafted. Thing. They're the people who know these tools the best. And they just, like, they... Yeah, totally. It sounds great. Yeah. Uh, there's new settings, themes, and enemies. Uh, so they added, like, slopes where you can slide down the hills... Uh, which were not in the first one. They added, like, the angry sun from Super Mario Bros. 3 that, like, follows you around the stage, which is <laughs> yeah. fucking terrifying. Uh, you can do, like, custom auto-scrolling. You can have blocks that, like, slide around and move around. There's, like, little, like, seesaws that you can juggle around. You can change the water level and how it changes, like, depending on, like, or, like how far you go. There's, like, on-off switches. It's mm. really, really detailed. Has I recommend... Has existed before where you could change the water? Uh... Not in Mario Maker, but, like, some levels have, like, the water's here, and then it, like, raises up a little bit and then drops back down. I don't know if that's been in a 2D Mario, but um, there's a Super Mario uh, 3D World theme where you can play as, like, Cat Mario from Super Mario 3D World and, like, a bunch of cool stuff from that game. I did not really spend any time with that game. The one time I played it, I was not in the right mindset to do so, and it kind of gave it a bad rap in my mind, but... 
Anyway, uh, you can make and play levels uh, cooperatively, oh. which is cool. So, like, you can just hand off a Joy-Con to somebody sitting with you, and you guys can just work on a level together, which I think That's would be a sweet. really fun weekly meetup thing. That would be. Um, and there is also competitive and cooperative online multiplayer to where you can just all play every single Mario level that is in the game or anybody makes just online with your friends and you can like compete to see who gets through it first or just like work through it together, which is awesome. And the four player multiplayer never consider doing like a trials ghost thing, you know, hmm. where you can see like your friends run through it. Yeah. Like this is the map. best time on this stage. Like mm-hmm. that would be really cool. Actually. I of course it would show you how to that. solve it, which, you know, Maybe you'd have to beat it sure. once on your own. Sure, yeah, and then yeah. After I could totally it, see that. And I, could see I, I mean, this game is essentially like a speedrunner's wet dream anyway, you yeah. know? Yeah, for uh, sure. But there's also going to be, like, just a whole bunch of stuff like that I'm really into. Like, it sounds like they really have sat down and listened to, like, all right, people really like Mario. People want to make cool Mario levels. Let's give them just literally everything they could want, mm-hmm. which I'm very into. Uh, just the idea of you can just, hey, I'm going to just hop in and play random Mario levels that are going to be different every single time because somebody else in the community has made them is just a really cool thing. Yeah. Like, I think Mario Maker is really great, and I love that it's going to be on the Switch, so you can just take it with you. Yeah. So, like, I got, like, an hour. I have some downloaded Mario levels that, that, you know, and just like, hey, cool, I'm just going to play some Mario levels. That's great. Like your 30-minute lunch break you were talking about earlier. Dude, I listened to Austin Walker recently. Mm -hmm. He uh, guested on Giant Ball. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he was talking about how he used to look at the Nintendo DS like he looks at his wallet or his keys, mm-hmm. right? Where it's just like a thing that to you means home. Yeah. Right? Like that is, you know, phone, wallet, keys, mm-hmm. DS. So uh, one of the younger people asked him, you know, why do you feel that way? Like, how did this thing have such a profound impact? Like, yeah, I liked my Game Boy, but like, why? Like, why do you feel that strongly about this? And his answer was that... You know, before the age of the internet, before Twitter, if you were sitting around for 10 minutes, the DS was your option. Mm -hmm. That was your thing. And if you carried it around with you, which was easy, you would find yourself playing little bits and pieces of whatever, you know, you show up at somebody's house and they're not ready to leave yet. There's, you know, you're going to go out tonight, but, you know, she's put, still putting on makeup or something. You're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I got 10 or 15 minutes. I, you know, I can, I can crank out a level here. Yeah. And that, like... That fits exactly what I use my phone for today, mm-hmm. except it's just for the gaming where like when I pull up my phone, even if I want to play Hearthstone, I end up checking Facebook, right? And really be healthier for me if I just played the game instead of constantly being engaged like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong there. So it's like a lot of the games that are that could be on mobile, I'm glad I'm not playing them on mobile. I like having the Switch be in electronic device that does not have Facebook on it mm-hmm. because I would find myself just checking. It's kind of nice. It is. Yeah. So something, the switch is a little big for that, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I was the same way with my PSP and my Vita and also like my Game Boy Advance when I had that, like pretty much every handheld gaming system I've ever had has been like, all right, phone, keys, wallet, uh, PS Vita. Great. Mm-hmm. Let's go. You know, uh, Dude, if I had had the Game Boy uh, SP, the Game Boy yeah. DS SP? Uh, Advance SP. Advance SP. Yeah. If I had had that just uh, like a couple years before when I did, oh man, honestly, that would have, I think that really would have had, that really would have changed my direction in gaming. I think I would have been 
a lot more on board with Nintendo stuff years ago. Because I played N64 and mm-hmm. GameCube and even some Wii. Uh, but during that like Wii era where the DS was king, the 3DS was king, um, I would, it was just not, I was not into it. Um, it's not that I didn't like it. I just had plenty of other stuff to play. And I played sitting down in front of the TV. And I think if I had had that SP, you know, which is nice and foldable and has the backlight that I like yeah. and all that stuff, uh, if I had had that just a little bit sooner, I mm-hmm. think I would would have played a lot more Nintendo over the years. Definitely understand that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's really cool. I'd like to see them use the Nintendo Switch Online app like Smash is using, where you can just like browse custom stages and like Mii Fighters and videos and just like cue them to download to your Switch. Wait, are there custom stages in... In Smash? Yeah. Yeah, they just added that. What? With the Joker DLC that came out. Dude! Yeah. Surprise! Oh, okay, well, then I'm going to do that at the weekly meetup. There you go. I'm going to check those out. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of dicks. Uh, so <laughs> I, think, I think they've gone through and gotten rid of most of them. So I, did I tell but. you a story? My brother was showing, uh, he, he was at a family get-together with you know, a bunch of my family members, and he's trying to show me and my mom the forums on, I think, the Wii U? The Wii like U. The Miiverse? Yes. Yeah, okay. The Miiverse forums, and he was like, oh, these are great. You can, like, draw pictures on them and stuff. And I was like, mmm... Yeah, a, and he's like, yeah, and, and it's actually surprisingly well moderated. Like, it's pretty cool. Like, like check this out. And straight up, the very first thing he clicks into, there is a giant dick. Nice. Right yeah, there. That, and it's that me, checks out. It's me and my mom looking, and he's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and he just backed out. He didn't even try to salvage it. He was just like, nope, we're done. Like, here. All right, yeah, there's nothing I can do here to save this. <laughs> right. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so, like, pretty much the last thing that they announced during that was that there's going to be a couple, like, a couple more promotions that they put out. There's going to be a bundle of Super Mario Maker 2 with uh, Nintendo Switch Online uh, individual membership for $10 more. So for $70 retail, you can get just a full year of Nintendo Switch Online and Mario Maker, which is like a $2 savings if you're buying the yearly plan. I'm on a family plan, which is like less than $5 per person per year, which is great. Right, I. It's weird that they haven't found a way to like tighten up on it. Sure, sure. And another thing they announced is there's going to be these new like Nintendo game vouchers. Um, I think they like the promotion only lasts until like the end of July or something like that. But you essentially can give them one hundred dollars, and you just get like two first party Nintendo games. Yep. Uh, which if you like. 60 plus 60 is 120. You're saving $20. Um, did I say that Nintendo Switch Online was $12 a year? It's like $20 a year, I think, right? Uh, I think so. I think, I think it's 20 Honestly, that's, I've only that's had my this with the family plan. Yeah, I think I got, why would you ever... Yeah, not? I got 12 and the amount of months in the year mixed up. But uh, you're essentially... if you as a This is only for online subscribers, so essentially you are deducting the cost of your membership from the cost of two games. So you're getting two games for oh. essentially $10 off each isn't bad it's a little weird but i mean it seems just like a playstation plus or like xbox live gold like promotion it is weird you know? and nintendo's known for doing weird that's stuff. true like it, it's kind of good to see them be like hey we're gonna like at least sort of drop the cost and make this membership kind yeah, of worth but it, you know here's the deal like for me this is useful because i have a switch and i don't own breath of the wild or odyssey Great. So honestly, I'm probably going to do this and save 20 bucks on it because sure, why not? Yeah. But unless you're new like me, why would, you know, 
a discounted game has value because you only the discount only matters if you buy two games. If you buy a hundred dollars, technically one hundred twenty dollars worth of games. If you only need one of them, this doesn't do you any good. If you already own those, the other games on the list are uh, so they're Super Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, and then Super Mario Maker Two, mm-hmm. uh, Astral Chain, which I don't know really anything oh, about. Astral Chain looks fucking sick. It's a new Platinum Games thing. Oh, it looks fucking rad. I might actually pick that up in Mario Maker. That's not the uh, that's not the Bayonetta one, is it? The Bayonetta people. Yeah. That is okay. Yeah, the one with like the cool cyber cops and the cool like. Robot dinosaurs. I, actually, I have to look that up because I told you awesome. that whole Switch update, ex- or that whole uh, Direct, mm-hmm. except for the very end, which was just coincidence I looked at that, uh, I was only listening to the audio for it. Oh, gotcha. And, and when I was hearing it, I was like, man, this sounds like Bayonetta. And they're like, from the makers of Bayonetta. I'm like, oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, that's uh, so how it is. I, I should go watch that because actually I don't know what any of that stuff looks like. It, it is some over-the-top anime horseshit, and I'm 100% on <laughs> board. So. Cool. Uh, it's that. It's Fire Emblem Three Houses. Mm-hmm. And Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. The oh, Black that Order. is coming out. That's coming out soon. I think that's a summer. So did they? Yeah, those, did they those say like three is it years. just those on that list? Just those on the list that I just read. Okay, damn. Because I was also thinking about like just getting that, but like hanging onto the voucher to buy like Pokemon or Animal Crossing with it. Uh, but if that won't happen, then I might just not do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's I don't know. It, that's just a little confusing to me because. In, unless you need two of those games, this isn't, you know, this isn't that useful to you. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, the idea, you know, from a sales perspective, when people think that they have... It is really oh, landing out there. Wow. Sorry. That's funny. <laughs> uh, from a sales perspective, if people think they have money burning a hole in their pocket, they will spend extra money. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if they think they got a deal on it, right? Right, right. So you're like, oh man, I got this voucher, do that. I'm gonna buy two games. You know, I can really only afford one, but but what a deal! Right, it's only forty dollars more. Right, so I I kind of get that right, right. because they really want to get those first party games in your hands, especially Breath of the Wild yeah. Odyssey. I feel like, uh, but yeah, it's just a weird thing. You know, they could have just discounted the games and made them each. You know, yeah, off. That, that is true, but Nintendo first-party games straight up rarely go on sale. Like, the lowest I have ever seen, like, Super Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild go on sale for is, like, $50. So it seems like this is them wanting to just not actually reduce the price. Like, they want to put it on sale without actually putting it on sale. Sure, and also, like, try and really pimp out that online service that... Yeah. Like, because right now, like, straight up, you can get in on this if you just have Twitch Prime, because they're giving out a free year of that if you have Twitch what? Prime. Yeah. That's one of the Twitch Prime perks right now. Oh, heck. Oh, man. All right. I got to figure stuff out, because yeah. <laughs> I think, because I just got Amazon Prime that I kind of sort of get through work, uh-huh. even though I don't actually use it. Like, I, I have it on my personal account, but I never use it for anything personal. Hey, all right. I think I get, I get something in Apex, or probably the time's already passed on that. But I could have gotten yeah, something on that Apex. That was until like April, I think. Yeah, I could have gotten a thick, thick boy yeah. uh, Pathfinder, but that ship has sailed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mario Maker Two looks really, really good. Uh, I'm really excited to check that out. I have gone from kind of on the fence, but still interested in it, to yeah, I'm gonna buy this when it comes out and just play a fuckload of Mario. Oh, so, if yeah. only you could split the voucher, I'd be like, yeah, no, all right, totally you, get, that. you get that, and I'll get you know, probably like a gifting wild. system. You'd be like, hey, I got this voucher. I'm gonna buy you a game with it. We just split the cost, but yeah. I mean, it's still like it's, it's twenty dollars off, you know. But. Right, and it's virtual. You, um, as far as I know, you can't gift anything on on the eShop. I don't think you can. On the eShop, I'd be yeah. surprised. You pretty much just have to like give somebody a code. Yeah, <laughs> classic. Yeah, right. 
Right. Uh, well, cool. So there's that stuff. And then um, the other main thing in the news right now is Sony and Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are working together to uh, to increase their uh, artificial intelligence and cloud computing or something like mm-hmm. that. And what it really means is they're they're working together to improve the infrastructure that they're both using. So obviously Microsoft and Sony are competitors, mm-hmm. but they have more to gain from working together than they do otherwise. Uh, so they're going to use this existing as Microsoft Azure. Yeah, Azure system. Azure system. Yes. It's, you can't say that word and not sound like fancy. Yeah, you sound pretentious as hell saying. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really interesting. Uh, I looked through the, because this was like kind of announced on a blog post on Microsoft's website. So, you know, a primary source. Right. Uh, but they were talking about, like, the entire thing doesn't specifically mention Xbox or PlayStation. Like, it is just like Sony and Microsoft are pursuing a partnership. And mm-hmm. it seems like, just from what, well, just from what I got through this, I, I don't know if this might just be some sort of response to like, oh, Stadia might just be like scaring them into like, all right, we got to like team up and like kick the new guy out, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I don't really like, I, I think Sony just really is realizing that sure PlayStation now has been a success for them, but I think they're trying to compete with fucking Google and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Like they are, Sony does not have billions of dollars in server farms, you know? And I think that's, like, a smart move, and Microsoft does this, like, all the time. Like, it's not uncommon for this kind of a thing to happen. Like, you partner mm-hmm. with these people. They are a service Well, for real, I mean, they have so much to gain from each other. Sure. Uh, so Microsoft has a lot of uh, artificial intelligence work going on all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, what is it? Sony obviously has a lot of exclusives that they have on their platform. And I know one of the things that they mentioned in the blog post was creating better infrastructure for creators. So what I imagine that to be is something similar to uh, Media Molecule's dreams, even, where they specifically said they want it to be easier for, uh, or they, they want to deliver better resources for uh, creative platforms. Mm-hmm. Not, not just their platforms as like their unmentioned PS4 and Xbox One platforms, but giving, you know, giving people who want to make games better resources to make those games. So like where it it seemed at first to me that Sony had a lot more to benefit from Microsoft than vice versa, because Microsoft is giving them AI work. They already have a lot more work in the cloud because obviously they're Microsoft and they do Windows stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, But I, I think that what Sony is really bringing to the table there is the resources and knowledge they have that has given them so much good access in this most recent console generation to exclusives. You know, having the studios that made God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn and The Last of Us, even though technically that was last gen. Uh, But a bunch of that stuff, it seems to me that if their goal is to increase resources for uh, their platforms or for uh, creators on those platforms, that that's what Sony would be bringing to the table. Otherwise, I don't really see what Sony's... You know, so, so I'm looking at the post right. I'm looking at the blog post right now on the uh, Microsoft website, and so I, I don't think this has anything to do with like content or like this. Like, I would say this definitively has like you're not going to see The Last of Us Two launching on an Xbox for sure. Like you're not going to see. I don't think Sony is going to get rid of the thing that is making a bulk of its company's money yeah. right now. Um, 
it seems to be that this is a lot of like technical stuff. Like they're talking about like using Sony's like semiconductors to like get good imaging sensor stuff because Sony is like first and foremost they're a tech company and they mm-hmm. have been before they actually even started doing the PlayStation, you know? Right. I remember when the PS3 was a Blu-ray player and the Xbox right. was not, and that was right. a big deal. Yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is... It's very ominous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a really neat thing, but I'm also kind of not really surprised by it because, like, PlayStation and Xbox are competitors, sure, but I don't think Sony and Microsoft necessarily are. You know, I mean, they're I, just I, tech giants in the same sure. space. And, like, they're naturally kind of bound to work together. And, like, sure, we're going to see some really cool gaming stuff come of this, but I don't... I think it's really just going to be... We've got the streaming stuff on PlayStation's end that's going to improve. Uh, on what? Uh, the streaming stuff on PlayStation's end going to improve, like, through this partnership. Zen? Like, I don't think I know what that PlayStation's is. PlayStation's end. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. No, it, it feels like... This is going to be something that just benefits them for that, because I think that purchase of Gaikai has worked out up to this point, but I think like the higher-ups are just kind of looking at what is coming on the horizon, and they're just feeling like their in-house tech just is not cutting it. Yeah, well, they better figure something out, because we've got, you know, we had like a half-console generation step with sure. all the, the myriad mm-hmm. options that have come out, whether it's the Pro or the, you know, Project Scorpio yeah. with the Xbox One X, and... And a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, but as far as the next step, that stuff's kind of unclear for the industry. And I think it's better from a consumer standpoint that they are working together. Because whenever we arrive, wherever we're going, I want to have the best project, you know, product available. Mm-hmm. I get it, it, the annoying thing about the changing of a guard on a console generation is when you get to the new console, there's like one or two years where, you know, there's at least one year where nothing's coming out. You have the games that originally came out with the system, but every, you know, nobody knows how to make games for that system yet. And one nice thing about the recent generation is it's closer to PC than it ever has been. Right. So it's easier to port stuff over, or you know, to it's less work, you know, technically to to transfer from over to, from PlayStation. Yeah, to it's not like you're putting PC. it on a fucking cell processor. Like it's not going to be running with that. Yeah, you don't have to hire, you know. It's less, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm basically saying the same thing different ways, but sure. because they're closer in infrastructure, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be easier to put things across all platforms. Right. But every time there is, every time there's a new generation, it, you kind of hit that reset button. It goes faster each time, but it's still a dead zone in gaming where you get this weird thing. It's a, that's where you see Nintendo when they make their new iteration mm-hmm. and they overlap the games where like... Twilight Princess came out on two systems. It came yeah. out on the... Technically, the Breath, Breath of the Wild is a Wii U game. Like, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. And it's unnecessary because, well, unnecessary is not the right word, mm-hmm. but if there wasn't such a barrier, such an expensive barrier to make or to work with new hardware, then you could just wait till the new hardware's out, figure out how to make a game properly on it, and then make that game, and it'll be better for it. Sure. Because you, you're making it on just new hardware. You're not limited limited by the old hardware. Right, and I think that'll be really cool, just considering like that report that came out about the PlayStation, well, tentatively entitled PlayStation 5, that yeah, it's we'll like, see. yeah, it's going to play PS4 games, but it's going to play them really fucking well. Like, they're showing off Spider-Man, but like, 
split second load times is fucking awesome. That's like, pretty cool. The fact that you can just like you already have this platform established, which is smart because they have a lot of user base out there right now. Dude, if and they if can the just next build off of that. Doesn't have you know? backwards compatibility, which it seems like it obviously does. Mm -hmm. But it'd be really stupid not. It'd to. be so stupid. Yeah. I'm tired of all this junk where you have a game that you just want to play right now and you can't even access it because maybe you bought it digitally. Right. Like I still have my PS3 because like you can get PlayStation now and like download PS2 and PS4 games now, but mm -hmm. that thing cannot run a PS3 game because that architecture is just so different. Right. Know? So yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that this deal just means that the transition to wherever we're going mm -hmm. is smoother and faster than it ever has been. And I mean, I don't have any reason to think otherwise, but I hope that this is especially good. Right. So I, I think it will be. And they, they talked about, like, Microsoft Azure is a pretty fucking good backbone. Like, we, I, I don't know I'm, much about I'm in IT. We talk about it a whole lot at work. Like, it is used in a whole lot of shit. And I, I think, like, bringing that tech and having that partner in Microsoft, even though they're, like, kind of going to be competing with them, is kind of no different from, like, a PC developer launching their own store but still using the Unreal Engine, you know? Like, yeah. they're competing with Epic, but also using that service. Like, they can be two completely different things, you know? Yeah. Uh, the last thing that when I was skimming through the article mm -hmm. to see what I missed, I saw the Epic Games... Yeah, yeah, we talking about that sale. Uh, so it's the Epic Mega Sale, and it said... All I, I read the Polygon article, you know, I had one paragraph about it uh, that said all... All games on the Epic Store above fifteen dollars mm -hmm. are ten dollars off for Memorial Day weekend, or for the, the sale is going to last longer than just the weekend. But dude, that's awesome! So you know, fifteen dollar game get for five bucks, a thirty dollar game twenty bucks, and so on. Yeah, I saw Borderlands Three was like a part of that, so you can just get a pre-order for fifty dollars. Just fucking wild. Sweet. And it sounds like Epic is just going to eat the cost of that because they're just they got that Fortnite money and they're wanting to throw it around a little bit. They're trying to get people over in there. Platform, you know? right? Yeah. That's that's interesting, and I've I've seen some reports of like oh publishers are pulling their games from the store because I guess there are some cases where Epic just did this sale and didn't talk to the publishers first. Oops. So like those publishers are pulling their games, and I think that's kind of rightfully earned. Like sure, the publishers aren't going to be technically losing out on money, but if people get accustomed to that game that either isn't already out or is already or has been, or just has come out recently, and it's already dropping in price that much. That setting, like what the accepted value to purchase that game is at, it essentially devalues your game. Mm -hmm. So I totally understand why they want nothing to do with it. That's why you got to talk to them, you know. Well, it's funny to see at the same time that happen, mm -hmm. that concept, that that whole situation, while Nintendo's doing that thing with the vouchers. Sure. Because it really is like, well, we're not putting our game on sale, but if you buy this bundle, you'll. Kind of get it for cheaper. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So instead of actually marking the price down to $50, because Nintendo doesn't like to put their stuff on sale, mm -hmm. you're giving a discount. You know, it's not on sale, but right. you're getting a discount. Right, yeah. So this is that that way where it's like, well, you know, instead of instead of the developer or the publisher actually putting the price down, um, Epic is, which, you know, th that's something unique that's happening with a digital medium that, you know, you're not going to see that with Walmart. It's not like Walmart needs people in the door so that they're just suddenly going to drop their prices and eat the price right. just because they want you to walk in the door. Mm -hmm. But you're going to see that with a digital, you know, with yeah. somebody new. Yeah. Epic's got a ton of money, but they're still new in the market where they're trying to sure. make it. 
Uh, Aaron, at least they're certainly throwing their money around trying to get people to stick. But I didn't even think of that as an obstacle. Mm -hmm. At you know, you you Epic put the game on sale, mm -hmm. and then I, the publisher, come up and go, whoa, whoa, whoa! I know I'm not losing money, but I I'm not cool. But you'll be losing more money money in the long run, right? You know, because people are gonna not buy your game because they're like, oh, well, it's fifty dollars here, so I'll wait. Or I would look at, even if I if I was selling a game for twenty dollars, mm -hmm. and it the first time anybody saw it, it was ten dollars. You know, and, and I don't know if this would have a bigger impact this way on a smaller company or a bigger company. I don't know which one would lose out more. Technically, the bigger people have more to lose. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're a small person and you had a $20 game and it was selling for $10 and that's the first time anybody's ever seen it, there's a big difference between a $10 totally, game and a $20 totally, game. Totally. You know, and even a $20 game and a $30 game. As somebody who's, who spends a lot of time buying and looking at indie games, it really is a big difference in those those little bits, you know, $10 worth of value. Right. And so if people see, if they think that the value is, you know, half technically mm -hmm. of what you think it's valued, then they're not going to think it's that great of a game because it's just, it doesn't look sure. like it is. Yeah. I, I think their intentions were pretty good, but I think this is just a bad execution. Um, and by intentions, I think are pretty good. I mean, in the sense of we're just wanting to like, drop the price for people who like want to play games cheaply and i i don't think they malicious had any sort of malicious intent of like we're gonna fuck over all these publishers and oh, all these sure. small developers because that's how you get people to leave your platform <laughs> right uh so i i imagine like it it, it seemed well-intentioned enough but i mean and other like well, complaints you, with, had, you hmm. told me sorry to cut you off that's okay uh you had told me i think off mic that um Sony, like Sony, discovered mm -hmm. from Sony that that deal with Microsoft was going down. Yeah, like I uh, let me. It's like a. So tell me about yeah. it in a second, but the idea was that this was another surprise, you know, where the Epic sale might have been a surprise to these publishers. Sony surprised itself, you know, because like you had pointed out, that announcement was uh, announced on the Microsoft blog. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even a press release or you know, like a news story, an interview first. It was just on the blog. Yeah. But it's just, it's funny how those kind of surprises in the game world uh, have profound effects, you know, just by not giving people a heads up because you think it's not going to make, you know, it's not going to be a big deal. But for Sony to not know, like for, for PS4 Sony to not know that Sony, the tech giant, you know, one level above it, made that decision uh, to work with Microsoft, that's entertaining. Here it is. Okay. Uh, it's just an article from Bloomberg. Uh, Sony's deal with Microsoft blindsided its own PlayStation team. Uh, when Sony Corp <laughs> unveiled a cloud gaming pact with archrival Microsoft Corp, uh, it, surprised, it surprised the industry. Perhaps no one was more shocked than the employees of Sony's PlayStation division, who have spent almost two decades fighting the U.S. software giant in the $38 billion video game console market. Yeah, like, they just... Oops. Yeah, I guess... Uh, just kind of skimming through this article, and I, I picked up a lot of what was going on from Kind of Funny Games Daily that came out today. Uh, they were talking about it for a little bit. Uh, basically, it just seemed that the higher-ups and like the executives at Sony proper are viewing this oncoming like game streaming thing as a threat because they feel like their tech is not up to snuff. Mm -hmm. So they just went ahead and made a deal to make that happen, but PlayStation never really heard about it. Yeah. Just not great. I haven't... I, I 
I would, it's a weird situation. I would want to talk more about it once I've like had some time to like read and process the article, but that's just kind of the like sort of familiar thing I have going on with that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so surprises and fake discounts all sure, over the place. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's been an interesting week in video games, but uh, just like considering everything like between like the new PlayStation and just like game streaming, these next few years are going to be pretty fucking wild. They are. It's going to uh, be you know, really hearing... crazy to watch. I know most weeks aren't like this week, mm-hmm. but it's remarkable to have one week where pretty much all the news isn't actually about games. It's about the companies. Yeah. And it's all three companies. Yeah, totally. Uh, that, that's remarkable to see, but I think, you know, and again, this is only one week. It's not like this is a pattern. Sure. Uh, but the there, there's a lot of change going on. This whole year, there's been a lot of change going mm-hmm. on behind the scenes and kind of, uh, I mean, even stuff like Stadia, mm-hmm. where... It doesn't quite exist yet, but people are talking about it. Uh, there's just a lot of change on the horizon, and it's interesting to see how everybody's preparing for it. It's kind of like there's a storm coming, and everybody's trying to figure out where they're going to hide out, you know, and and, uh, and where they're going to end up. But, yeah, there's just a lot of interesting business things going on because nobody really knows what's next. Mm-hmm. And like this, like everything today... Uh, not you know just because somebody knows what's next doesn't mean that sure <laughs> that it's common knowledge or, yeah. or anyway so everybody's just working with different sets of knowledge mm. uh, and it's just interesting to see how that stuff plays out it's like a Game of Thrones uh, yeah sure. thing That's where topical. you've got yeah you've got like the houses and everybody's doing their own thing right right um, yeah it's a I th- I feel like right now we're in that like kind of like obviously these are big stories mm-hmm. uh, I think the Nintendo voucher deal a little bit less so than fucking Sony and Microsoft working together. But uh, I feel like we're in that weird lull or like just at the very end of that calm before the storm that is like Mm -hmm. the few weeks around E3. Yeah. That I feel like next week it's going to be like, you get an announcement. This game's coming out. Surprise, bitches. What's up? I guess the end of May is when all that stuff drops, huh? Pretty much. I mean, everybody's trying to like get their own spotlight. You know, and like E three is so crowded lately, and this year's also this year's also going to be a weird E three. I think it's going to be fine because like a lot of the big players are still there, but yeah. Anywho, uh, it's exciting. It, uh, it is exciting. There is I, I know it's a dumb thing that keeps getting reset and reset, but it's totally true. There totally has not been a better time to play video games. Yeah, and like it's just going to be keep getting better going forward. I'm yeah. really really excited about. You know, seeing what all that looks like, and I am totally uh, trying to find my ending script here, and just kind of, all right, found it. Great, that's going to do it for the show, everyone. Uh, Thanks for stopping by. (laughs) If you like what you heard, consider kicking us a buck or 12 at patreon.com slash heroespodcasts. That'll help the show and network grow to do cooler stuff. Um, We're also trying to do some more kind of uh, guests around the network so like I recently was on a Detective Pikachu review episode of our sister so sister show uh, Screen Heroes and that was super fun you should go listen to that uh, but we're trying to get some more people around kind of doing more stuff that would be really great uh, if you can't contribute to the show financially that's alright uh, just share the show with a friend or rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice um, if you have any questions for us or want to tell us how much you just love hearing our voices uh, hit us up on Twitter at GamerHeroesPod and your submissions could make the show uh, you can find me at, on Twitter at the Candyman. Uh, you can keep up with what us GGKC folks are up to at GG underscore Kansas underscore city or GG KC.com. Or you can come hang out in our Facebook group. Just search for, uh, you just renamed it. It's just, 
Uh, is it now? LFGKC. LFGKC. Which is obviously... If you're a fan of letters, yeah. <laughs> we've got the group for you. We got them. We got names. Oh, we got acronyms all over the place. Yeah, so uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, we're going to look at this storm. Okay, bye. <laughs>